Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Joelle. Today we are joined by Jaron Conger. Jaron is the owner of In Fine Spirits, where every wine, spirit, and craft beer they offer is crafted by people who share their passion for quality and has been curating Andersonville's drinking needs since 2005 at 5418 North Clark. Welcome, Jaron. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Well, it's been a long week. We're recording on a Friday here on location at Infine Spirits, and it's a little different for us. We're, uh, we're used to recording in studio on Tuesday, so we've been through a week. So we thought we'd start off with um, reading some puns, some wine puns. So here we go. What did the grape say when it was crushed? Nothing. It just let out a little wine. Sometimes we all need a Riesling to be cheerful. When you get a hangover from wine, it's called the grape depression. I just heard on the grapevine that doctors have invented a new grape variety that acts as an antidiuretic to help with incontinence. It's called Pinot Moor. So, Jaron, thank you for indulging our little Friday wine humor there. Um, we like to start every episode with you telling us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from and what's your background? Well, I was born in Chicago, uh, raised in the suburbs, and then I went to college at Illinois State University um, studying theater. And then, like most theater degrees, we get into the restaurant industry. And uh, from there, I just kind of started taking a liking to the liquid side of life. Um, started learning more about wine, more about cocktails, a little bit more about beer as well. Um, and then when I got married, I kind of was done working so late in the night and we started having kids. So a wine shop seemed like the hours were a little bit better for us. And have they been so far? Yes. Jaron, tell us the story of IFS. You were a part of the original team with former owners Shane and Jill. How did you come to take over the store? I started working for Shane and Jill about eight years ago um, when the Infine Spirits Lounge was still there. And then I kind of split part-time between the bar and the wine shop. And I knew Shane and Jill were relocating um, to Michigan. And it kind of worked out when I talked to my wife that we were able to raise the funds, and um, from there, we, we bought it from Shane and Jill. So what has been your favorite part of running this shop? We're standing here right now at what is the wine tasting counter, I assume. Um, what's the day-to-day -day like, and what's your favorite part? I think the best part that I've, that I've come to love about this shop in Andersonville is that the relationships that I've formed with the residents. Um, you know, I, I, I've they've been with me through some things and I've been with them through some things and just kind of being able to, you know, not only figure out what they like in terms of wine and, and, and to imbibe with, but just also kind of what is happening in their, in their life. I've, I've known uh, a couple to, to get married, to move away, come back and take a job in Andersonville. And, uh, and they kind of started having kids when I started having kids too. So it's that kind of like that camaraderie, that conversation that we have. Well, we just got a surprise visitor. Do you want to say your name? Do you have a question for Jaron here? Sure. Uh, I'm Anthony, the uh, neighborhood mail guy. Uh, so for Jaron, what got you into the wine business? Yes, great question. I was, I was doing banquet capping uh, by the Goodman Theater at Petarino's, and it was when I was serving up cheeseburgers and, and Diet Cokes. I said there was got to be something more out there, so I kind of 
started focusing my education more on wine and becoming a sommelier, um, learning to become like a beer cicerone as well. It's kind of the equivalent on that. And then also learned a little bit more in mixology as well. I read that IFS always has at least 75 wines under $13 and you offer a wine tracker service and you have a three, six and 12 month wine club as well. Tell us about how these offerings and services lend themselves well to making wine feel accessible for folks who may feel intimidated by purchasing wine. Well, the goal to have those wines that are under that certain amount of money is just to kind of make it more accessible. Um, we're able to have more wine that are that's being imported in the United States, therefore more opportunities to try something different. And especially around that price point, it's just a little bit more, it's easier on the pocketbook than, than taking a chance on a bottle that's like $50 or more. Um, and then kind of playing along with that with our wine club, we look for very small production, um, a thousand cases uh, or less of each, uh, a white and a red, or sometimes it'll be one bottle as well. Um, and just kind of give something, something different for the wine drinker that, that, that wants to kind of be a little bit more challenged. Uh, maybe we'll go from an obscure region in Spain or France to a couple of um, international grapes like Chardonnay and, and Cabernet from Slovenia or, uh, or Croatia. Where is this $12 table for those who haven't been in, in Fine Spirits before? Well, we have two tables. Um, both are in the center of the, of the floor, one red table and one white table. And everything on those tables are going to be $13 and under. Nothing's really going to be above that. And those selections will kind of change with the season or change when we find something that's drinking great at the moment. And I see that our cat wine, as somebody dubbed it on Instagram, is sitting on the white table. Uh, what is this cat wine that became so loved and apparently um, everyone in the neighborhood knows what it is after we posted that image in promotion of Wine Walk? It's a very easy drinking, kind of accessible wine that's a crowd pleaser. It's coming from the south of France. It is 100% Grenache Blanc, not your typical international grape. It's not Pinot Grigio. It just has a little bit more texture, but not as big and buttery oaky as a Chardonnay can be sometimes. Just hits that nice sweet spot. So we know you started selling cheese here about a year ago. For example, the Big Ed Scuda is in your case, and that's one of my absolute favorites. It's delicious. Who else do you partner with for your cheese offerings, and why are wine and cheese so commonly paired together? We kind of treat our cheese selections the same as kind of our wine. There are distributors for food as well. Um, so with the Big Ed's Gouda, we look for a, we get it from a place called Forage and Foster, and they kind of like our wine vendors look for small production farmers who are making everything. Um, just kind of really hands-on with what they do and they offer. Our, we also offer these um, cheese flights as well, and that's coming from a different distributor who kind of offers you know, custom-made kind of cheese flights as well, one for white wine, one for red wine, and a couple of different others to choose from as well. And just things that, that pair well with cheese. Um, cheese helps you. Cheese is a fat to begin with, so it kind of helps soak up all the wine all those old pictures that you see of like uh, a frenchman with a baguette and cheese and a bottle of wine it's because it all kind of goes together well and and, and it'll just and kind of has since the beginning of time jaren i'm curious how you would approach a first time wine buyer drinker um if they're coming in and they haven't tasted wine before what would you recommend well from there i 
I start asking a bunch of questions. Then I become the detective. Because it's not about what I like, it's about what you or the new wine drinker likes. From there, it's what are we interested in? White, red, rosé. And then from there, I go texture. Let's talk texture. Do you want something lighter? Do you like something full-bodied? Then we can also start talking about tannins. Tannin that makes that, that, that chew in your mouth, that takes the, 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 the moisture out of your mouth. You know, Is that something you're a fan of? Is that something you're not a fan of? And then in terms of fruit, do you like something a little bit more fruit forward? Or are you looking for something a little dirty, a little earthy? Um, you know, different strokes for different folks with that. And then we can kind of point you in a direction and find you something that maybe you'll, you'll take a chance on with like a $13 bottle or under. And can you explain um, to our listeners who may not be familiar with what tannins are? Can you talk about exactly what they are and, and what they do for the wine? Absolutely. So tannin is, think of it as kind of like a preservative. It will, uh, the larger the tannins, the longer supposedly a wine can last as well. Now acidity also helps in that as well. Think about like a cup of tea. The, the, the tannins are the tea bag. And then you have your, your sugar that's naturally in the grape. Well, then that's the sugar that you're, or the honey that you're adding to a glass of tea. Your acid is going to be the lemon in the tea. And then you always kind of feel that acid right where you start to pucker in your mouth. It'll, it'll, it'll kind of make your mouth water that sal that that kind of um, salivating feel that you can have as well. And then, you know, where does those, where does all of that kind of balance? Where's the harmony? What's showing more than the other? And then that's, we can go from there. Andersonville Wine Walk takes place this week, Sunday, May 19th, and Infine Spirits curates the wine for this event. How long have you been participating in the Wine Walk? And walk us through the process of wine curation. Gosh, I think we've been with the Wine Walk since its inception. Um, you might know better than I will how long that's, that 14 years? We're in our 13th year this year. 13, yeah, 13 years. Um, so it's just kind of rallying up all the shops in, in the Andersonville, uh, those that want to participate, and split them into two groups. And then from there, kind of try to make a, an, even, an even menu, if, if I can. Um, something that's going to give a variety to everybody whether that be enough rosé for them, white wine. We can never predict weather, so there's going to be those on the wine walk regardless. And then enough red, too, to kind of satiate the, the red drinkers. Um, but it's about, this year I think we've got 66 wines total that we're responsible for. Um, it's also corralling all of our distributors to get them on a Sunday to come uh, and do a tasting for us. Usually, usually they're off on Sundays, but... Um, We've got a great relationship with all of our distributors as well, and, and they'll do that for us. And then kind of what we like to do in, at Infine Spirits, offer you something different. The menu is going to challenge you. We're going to give you sparkling wines, non-sparkling wines, and just traditional wines and not traditional wines as well. And of all the wines that can be sampled on the Wine Walk, uh, those can be purchased here, correct? Correct. Um, so, Jaren, we have 28 businesses participating this year on the two wine walk routes, which are the bottle and the cork route. And I know you already touched a little bit on the types of wines that might be available per route and trying to keep those even. Um, do you have a favorite wine or something you're particularly looking forward to on the routes this year that you can give us a little preview of for Sunday? Yeah. Um, recently, we decided on uh, a little known Italian varietal. Uh, it's a red varietal called Schiopatino. Um, very much drinks kind of like Pinot Noir in terms of the texture, but the, um, the flavor profile has a nice kind of pepper sensation to it, good cherry notes as well. Very food friendly, but just an obscure grape that's not really 
planted all throughout Italy, but still bears merit and kind of, you know, something that should be known. And in our wine walk booklet that um, each attendee will receive at check-in, we offer tips on how to taste wine. And IFS hosts tastings every Saturday from 3 to 6 p.m. and the first Friday of the month. What are your tips for tasting wine? Tips for tasting wine is kind of, you don't really want any kind of like, oh, what do I want to say? Outside kind of, kind of aromas to creep in. So which is why like I, I, I usually... <laughs> I don't wear any kind of like scented lotions anymore or any kind of cologne. You really kind of want like that blank slate, especially in, in your nose to like, you can really kind of immerse yourself in that glass of wine. Um, getting air into the wine, that's why you'll see people swirl. That kind of releases the esters, so to speak, and that kind of makes it a little bit more aromatic because a bottle of wine has only seen just a tiny amount of air when it's been bottled. And once you open it up, air kind of needs to go through it and kind of open up those, those more of those, those esters to, to smell and, and, and identify. Um, from there, when you put it on your palate, where, do, where does it hit you in your mouth? How weighty is it? When I talk about viscosity, I want to know, think about it in terms of uh, milk. Alpana Singh, the master psalm, she broke this down brilliantly for me. Uh, think about lighter bodied in terms of like your skim milk. Think about medium, uh, about like whole milk and then fuller bodied wines think like heavy cream so where does that lie where does it hit you in your mouth where is it making your mouth water the acid where is it taking the moisture away the tannin and how full is it you just kind of need to be that detective and, and what do you like where where's the flavor coming from is it coming up front kind of in the middle of your tongue or in the back and how long is that finished? Is it something that you have a sip of and then does the flavor just kind of drop off a cliff and go nowhere? And what about folks who swirl their wine? What does that do for the wine? It opens up the flavor, definitely aerates it, gives you a little bit more. Wine is tight once you kind of open it up. You really need to like let it out, just show your colors and breathe. So it needs that air. It needs to kind of swirl around to just kind of come back to normal and, and see like this, this is who I am at this moment in terms of a wine. So we'll be on the lookout on Sunday, May 19th for all of you wine swirlers to make sure you're doing this right. And as Laura mentioned, there is that page in your Wine Walk booklet that explains the different ways to kind of taste and appreciate each wine you taste on each stop. Um, tickets are still on sale for $40 this week online, and you can purchase them at the door at 1 p.m. at the Swedish American Museum's new storefront, 5217 North Clark. Um, so on that note, Jaron, what do you see for the future of In Fine Spirits? You know, I'd like to continue listening to what the community wants. You know, I think the time when we stop listening to what they're wanting and what they're interested in is when we kind of lose that, that touch with everybody. And then, then what are we doing? Um, so kind of maintaining that, just bringing things new to the market, bringing new um, products that people haven't heard, but that we'll take a chance on. Um, yeah, and just kind of keeping, keeping, keeping it here for Andersonville and just being that staple that you can trust. And are there any conferences that you go to or meetups for, for other fellow wine shop owners? Or do you get to travel abroad at all to sample wines in other countries? Can you talk about kind of that part of ownership? Definitely. There are opportunities 
throughout the world, throughout the United States. Um, one in particular in um, Oregon called Pinot Camp. It does, they do it every year. You can get out to Pinot Camp and uh, be sponsored by a winery out there and just kind of learn the process of what they do, the grapes that they've chosen, and just kind of also do some blending as well. Um, we, we, we always have access to different wineries as well. It's just kind of getting there. <laughs> um, but that would also require us closing. So we've got to get that fine line of, of being open and also being able to travel as well. I also think um, you know, a lot of the, the restaurants that we have in the city as well, it's, it's, it's going there and, and talking to what their chefs, their psalms are doing. Um, I actually am also involved in, a, um, in an advanced uh, sommelier kind of blind tasting class. So I get together with those psalms every Monday and we just blindly taste through six wines and just kind of figure that out together. Kind of keep, uh, you know, with anything I think the practice makes perfect and you kind of have to keep doing it. Once you stop, you'll kind of lose that particular aspect of, of wine tasting. Well, we're standing in your shop right now, and although this conversation has been mostly about wine, you do sell other things here as well. Can you talk about your other products that folks can purchase here? Absolutely. Our beer has kind of gone through, uh, over the past years, kind of a, a renaissance, um, if you will. I think within this past year, Chicago has grown to the number one beer city in, in the nation. I think we have about 180 breweries uh, listed in Chicago, overtaking Colorado. So the beer scene in Chicago is is where it's at, and we kind of are focused only on Chicago, Chicagoland area breweries that are that are making beer well. Um, because why not? We can. We have that access. We have the freshness of beer nowadays too. That that it, we have it accessible to us. Um, in terms of spirits, we look for kind of the same thing: craft craft made. Um, a couple of local distillers as well on our shelves that you will find, um, but also kind of focused on that home bar, that, that mixologist that wants, that's interested in a cocktail to make it home and, and be able to, to give that to them so they can execute that. I know uh, every year we're very proud of buying single barrels of Buffalo Trace and Weller 107 Antique, and those are barreled for us specifically, and those are something that we kind of take pride in, in, in offering every year as well. They go quick, but <laughs> we have them available sometimes. Yeah, and the Buffalo Trace was part of our uh, annual gift guide during the holidays last year. That's correct, right? Yes. Well, Darren, we're at the point in our episode where we like to ask our business owners if they wanted to trade places with another Andersonville business for a day, who would you pick and why? Just going off the cuff, I would probably go with two places if I can. And you'll see that they have kind of, they're similar. Transistor would be one, and Rattleback Records would be the other, because you can just play music all day and and go anywhere with music. Uh, you know, listen to some some classic rock, then maybe maybe some classical music as well, um, and then finish it out with some jazz, and be closed before uh, eight o'clock, nine o'clock. <laughs> Well, set that, set that stage for us a little bit better. You've got your music and you're relaxing. And what wine are you sipping? For me, I think it depends on the, the temperature outside. If it's a hot day, I'm going to drink some rosé. Um, nice, dry, and crisp. Um, and the same, I would, I, I'm more of a rosé guy right now myself. Um, but I usually have a glass of red with a meal. So, and if it's a little bit colder, too, then I'll want something a little bit warming and and just kind of inviting. 
Thank you, Jaron, for being here. And thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. For more information about In Fine Spirits, please visit infinespirits.com. Show notes on today's episode can be found at andersonville.org. Always Andersonville, the podcast is produced by the Andersonville Chamber of Commerce. Find episodes streaming weekly on iTunes and Podbean with show notes available at andersonville.org. This episode is brought to you by the Swedish American Museum, currently enrolling Travel the World Summer Camp for ages 6 through 11. Come and explore the food, dance, folk arts, and cultural identities of a different country each day. Find out more information at swedishamericanmuseum.org.